0: On the move. Little down step was good. Couple of bounces.
1: Can take it himself. And launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. The Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, mate, I am so sorry that you went over for that just (laughs) complete and utter garbage show. Mate, how are you feeling? And apart from the game, how was the trip over to South Australia?
0: Thank you, my man. Yeah, we had a lovely time over there. The weather ended up being not too shabby. A few sprinkles in the first half, but clearing. And the Adelaide was a beautiful place to watch footy. Um, And I think one of the best parts was just seeing how many blue baggers were in that uh, footy stadium, because we were almost, I I felt like up to the level of the crows in terms of our supporter base. So it was great to have a good carton representation there.
1: Yeah. look, That was probably the only positive. And look, if you did anything, the crowd brought the wolf. That was good to hear on on the, on the TV um, sitting at home. But look, that was probably where it all stopped. And Look, I thought I had it bad having you listen to Dwayne Russell and Jared Healy, one of the greatest <laughs> combinations possible. Um, but you had to sit there in the ground and, and watch that just disgraceful display. What are you feeling mm. after that game? Obviously, you were there. There was a bit more maybe emotion with a very hostile crowd. Um, mm. You were telling me about before we started recording. How are you feeling about just everything happening right now with after that mm. loss?
0: I think this will be a classic, uh, therapy session where you and I really come to terms with how we're actually feeling (laughs) because yeah, it's part of me to put my finger on it. Like there's no doubt everybody knows how disappointed all of the supporters are in that effort, especially Mm. considering what it would have meant for our season and with all the other results that happened, that just kind of like adds on to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't feel like there was a whole lot at all that went right when you think
1: about the positives. Mm. Yeah, I think that was probably the just the hardest thing for me. It's it's like sort of, you can only really allow one poor showing throughout the season. You can kind of just go, okay, I can cop that. We just didn't show up this week for whatever reason. Let's go on to the next. You can't really afford to do that with four weeks to go before final. Mm. so much to play for your last, your last game before you play every other team that's currently in the top eight. They're the only, Adelaide being the only team outside the top eight we have left to play. And yep. it was that little bit of insurance of, okay, we, we bank this win and then we can go into the last three games, bit of a test, should hopefully mean we play finals on 13 wins. And to just really for the whole game, you nowhere near it. You were kind of waiting for that patch where that five, 10 minutes of, Okay, we'll turn it on and we'll just run over the top of them. They'll be mm. playing their best. We've been horrendous. It's only like 15 or 16 points. We just need that spark. And it just, it it never came. There was no part <laughs> or facet of that game that I, I think was a positive. And that just hurts.
0: Isn't that so funny? I, I had the exact same feeling. I remember at halftime, halftime mm. Sauron went and I was like, gee, that was a terrible half a footy. And, and I said to dad, get ready. This is going mm. to be the best half of footy that we've watched <laughs> this year. Because that's like the faith that yeah. this team has put into, at least myself, with what yeah. we've shown this year. It, Like you said, whether it's a five to 10-minute period, a quarter or a half, yeah. you just feel like in every game we're going to get that opportunity. And yeah, we didn't. I mean, mm. I, it felt like Adelaide were... A freaking top four team with how they were, (laughs) you know, putting us to the flame. So they didn't allow us that that chance at all. And even the tiny little chances we had, we squandered opportunities.
1: Yeah, and then we'd we'd get that goal, and you're going, okay, just get the next one. We're well and truly in this. And it was almost before the ball's even been bounced, they've taken it out of the ruck, and it's another goal. And what can you do? You just don't wrestle that momentum back. And I agree, it was. This whole season, even when we've played poor, we've had that 10, 15 minutes where we've kicked six goals and all of a sudden we've won Mm. the game. And you think we've got enough of that good quality. We've got those key forwards there. We've got enough in that midfield that we can just turn it on and show that we are the better team for whatever reason. That wasn't there at all for really any stage this weekend. Look, we'll, we'll get into chatting in depth about this game, what it means for the context of our season, but I know it's going to be a very negative episode. So I want to try and bring some positivity and look, that is going to come in the form of acknowledging you guys listening to this one, because (laughs) we've hit 300 subscribers on YouTube. So I just wanted to say uh, a big thanks for everyone. Some people might not see that as a big number, but it means the absolute world to us. So thanks to everyone who subscribed. If you're watching this currently, what are you doing? You clearly like us enough to be listening. So please drop us that subscribe, drop us a like. It definitely helps build things. Um, cause once we hit a thousand subscribers, we can start to do some fun things on this channel. And of course mm. there's some other people that need a bit of a shout out because you guys are just, you're too good to us. We asked for reviews on, for on, on Apple Podcasts And cause we know that there's plenty of people watching this, but there's so many more listening on their streaming services. So we said, drop us your best five-star reviews. And on Apple Podcast, you can do a written review. And I'm true to my word. I said, if you drop us five stars, I will read out what you have said. So let's get Here into it. We, we have one from, and I'm going to butcher this name because everyone's got these little fancy usernames. Uh, so bear with me. But it is either Peak Owner or Peak one um, You'll know who you are out <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> they say, best opening intro in the comp. If it doesn't get you excited for the baggers, I don't know what will. I replay the opening intro at least three times whenever the new pod comes out. Gives me Ah. chills. Fills me with excitement and a spring in my step on my morning commute in the wintry depths of Melbourne CBD. Mackay, Mackay, and they're dancing now, the Blues. Uh, (laughs) knowledgeable even though I can't even say that word uh, optimistic and level headed it's a welcome inclusion to my weekly routine after the game and then he's got a little bit at the end here that says plug for all your graphics graphic design and website needs get in touch with more studio now I just want to I love that because I said this is about (laughs) shout outs if you want anything on there get in the reviews but mate You've got a little small business there, clearly, or or I should say a very big business. <laughs> what are you doing? Email us, sponsor the podcast, mate. <laughs> we we will cater to any budgetary needs, high or low. Get in contact with us because, mate, this uh more studio could be the big sponsor of the podcast. All you have to do is email us at the Navy Blue Corner at gmail.com. Get into that, hit us up on socials because uh We need that money and we'll do about anything for it, clearly. (laughs) Uh, So, thank you. Love it. On to the next one. Also, just sorry. That about time someone's appreciated the intro because uh, I'll have so yeah. much fun making them every single year. So it's good to know that people don't just skip it straight away because I had a feeling that could potentially <laughs> happen. I've uh, got another one here from Sniff Wilson, who says, A fantastic pod, a tantalizing combination of accurate blue critique with optimism and positivity that helps to offset the inevitable palpitation-inducing performances oh. the team tends to deliver the boys do an amazing job and are usually pretty entertaining. And uh, gee, we're going to need that. We're going to need the positivity this week, I reckon.
0: A little bit back out of there with the usually, but appreciate it nonetheless.
1: We're, we're open uh, to any
0: constructive uh, criticism. It's good,
1: definitely, definitely. As long as you, as long as you drop that five star, that criticism is welcome. Uh, got another one here from Groggy Froggy Four. Again, loving these usernames, people. You've done well making these fake
0: accounts, mate.
1: (laughs) It takes a while. Uh, We've got brilliant Carlton Podcast, five stars, brilliant show, entertaining, informative, and intelligent hosts, even though I can't say half the words I'm reading here. Uh, I must listen each week. And here we go. This is, again, some more shout outs. This is what we're about in these Mm -hmm. uh, lovely reviews. Shout out to Danny and Kim, who have just brought the newest Carlton member into this world. Welcome, little oh. Roman. You've arrived at the perfect time to see our great club become number one again. Go Blue. So big shout out to Roman. we got a new bagger in the house, so I uh, can't wait for Holy him to subscribe smokes. to the podcast too. Um, and yeah, big shout out to Danny and Kim on that one. And got one more. One more. You'll uh, you'll know this man. It is from Casey Mitts, who's got a bit of a rumble from uh, Jackson last week. He says, love the pod. Keep it going, lads. Might be early days, but some of the best in the business. Had the privilege of knowing Ian for probably longer than he'd like. But um, it seems anything you two do um, turns into gold. Always a fantastic listen. And, and this is where you get the bit of the rebuttal because this uh, is called Easy Money. It says, PS, I did end up in the Yarra, but the financial benefit of doing so well outweighed the cons and can confirm Jackson was right. I did, in fact, stink. PPS, go ploughing, And uh, that is all the reviews we have. So again, if you want to shout out, if you've got a small business, seriously, sponsor the podcast. But give us the oh, five-star man. review and we will read it out next week. I love,
0: I love the range of reviews there. You, you give the call to action. Give us some reviews, and yeah, look, bit of free marketing for your business. Shouting out the family,
1: it's great. It's, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the, sp- the space for it. But I will stress again, there is a, a room for paid marketing. If you do <laughs> want to get into contact with us, we got plenty of positions available. Uh, <laughs> but now that we've had that bit of positivity, let's bring it back down mm. because. That was a horrific performance. And honestly, (laughs) that's a segue. (laughs) Just seamless, some might say. I genuinely don't know where to go with this. There is Mm. just nothing positive to talk about this contest, like we kind of mentioned at the at the top of this show, where nothing went right. And Mm -hmm. we've had this bit of a form slump. It feels like probably since the bye. Maybe apart from the Frio game, it hasn't been great, even in our wins. I haven't been necessarily convincing. We've had moments of really poor in those victories. And Mm. we haven't won more than one game in a row. On the flip side of that, we haven't lost more than one in a row. It's been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss the whole way through. Mm -hmm. (sighs) What are our problems and deficiencies, Lockie? Because... You know, we just we can't seem to get this form together. And honestly, like, firstly, I don't want to really talk about this Adelaide game. So, like, what are the issues yeah. that are causing this inconsistency? And I guess how can we solve them for the next three, next three weeks and hopefully get into the finals?
0: It's going to be a tough episode because obviously we're going to be trying to go solution mode for these kind of things. But I'm going to start by throwing that back to you for some different thoughts, because I, yeah. I agree with what you say. It There's this feeling that since the bye, it, it, things haven't been as good.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: and I want I want us to kind of go into what that could be, because if I think about before the bye, um, obviously we were winning a lot more than we were losing, which is different yes. to what's happened since the bye. But if you think back to each of those games, there was obviously the Hawthorne and Port Adelaide games, which we could have lost. There was, and don't take this as being pessimistic yeah. or cynical, but I'm just playing it back how I remember it. Yeah. We smashed Adelaide and North, um, who were both in terrible form at the time. Knocked Richmond had off, a slow got start to,
1: to I think probably both of those games. Yeah, definitely the yeah, North good, one. Point.
0: good point. So I guess the the thing part of that I'm challenging here is, ha- has th- have things changed? I know the the vibe mm. feels different, but. Have has has our output actually been that different? I know mm. that the score, the res, the wins and losses column says so, but I'm 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 just challenging
1: that mm. idea. No, I appreciate it because I think it it's weirdly almost about perspective as well, be, and just how much maybe one result can change things. Because we beat Adelaide. Let's just say that that happened. We're sitting yep. here, we've beaten them. All of those wins that the Essendon game. The, um, the GWS game, the West Coast game, all where we had some dips and then yep. ultimately got over the top. You're going, we just... It's professional. Professional performance. Didn't yeah. play our best. Did what we had to. Did what we had to. And you're <laughs> looking at the positive side of those wins. Whereas sound like as a soon as you, if, fan. <laughs> don't put that on me. Um, You sort of start to lose this, this game. And all of a sudden, the perspective is, well, we haven't been good for the whole time. We haven't shown great signs in all of those wins and it's it's crazy how much one result can just flip our whole perspective who knows you you go next week you beat brisbane perspective again maybe changes a little bit as well we needed to lose that adelaide game to sort a few things out and it just <laughs> it, it's yeah. wild how things happen and as far as i guess your point of have we have we just been this the whole season it's not a bad thing to raise i'd probably say that I feel like it's been different. The, the way we were maybe struggling in that early part of the season was we'd get these massive runs ons mm-hmm. uh, of just goals and, and weren't nicely in front. And then we'd struggle. And it was like we could just stop and we'd just be holding on to the end. Whereas mm. and like midfield was still firing. We had all these positive things. Whereas this second half, it's like everything that was good in that first half of the season is now struggling. And that's probably the big thing around the midfield and clearance dominance That's yep. dropped away big time. And is that personnel Definitely, we've had some midfield injuries. We've obviously had Pitt not be there. It was first week back this week against Adelaide. And so, yeah, it's an interesting one. I feel like it, it just feels different because it's been different aspects exactly. leading to these losses or poor performance drops. And yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the big ones it is the midfield and clearance. We need to get that back. That's yep. been a big deficiency. And But I guess, yeah, you you may be right there in just saying that, look, we haven't been perfect really at all this season.
0: Mm. No, I agree with everything you say there. I mean, obviously, we we can talk about those specific things like the midfield, which I agree, it it hasn't been where it was in some of those really good performances early on. But, yeah, it it always takes a loss for us to just remind Mm. ourselves of our expectations and what we expected of this team to be... At the start of the season, where we hope to be yep. this top eight team, you, I'll remind you again. You were even saying that potentially a non-top eight finish could be a successful season, depending on what we see and integrating yep. Voss in and everything like that, which is fair. So, in terms of where we are as a team, it just feels like, like you, you we do agree that was our most embarrassing mm. loss of the season, by far, by far. So it's it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're a fringe top eight team, you're probably going to have one of those each year, which isn't to excuse it, but it's more just to say, w- yeah, we're not a top, mm-hmm. we're not a top four team. And and, and yep. while the media has wanted to push that kind of narrative, I, I think m- most supporters deep down know that we're not that. And this was going to come at some stage, um, mm. not to excuse it or anything, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess I just, and, and obviously you would, as, would have as well, just really hoped that we weren't this bad. That the, coming up into this yeah. game, you know, I can cop a loss t- to Melbourne. I can cop a loss to Brisbane. How I can potentially cop a loss to, to Collingwood as long as we, we still make finals. Yeah. But it was this game that was just the, just win this, and then we can worry about the next three weeks because at least with 13 wins, it's pretty much... Signed, sealed and delivered. Oh, and then you're putting the pressure really. on, and then you're putting the pressure on all the other teams that are fighting for the eight, where now the pressure almost feels reversed. And now it's on us instead, even though yep. we're currently sitting in the eight because of the, the tough draw we've got coming up. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, look, you, you, again, you raise a really good point. And we had a fan question come in um, into our DMs from Jeff Ward. And I said, I have to ask this because it ties in really well. He says, mm. What is the difference between finishing eighth? but losing the first final or finishing ninth and missing finals in regards to our future? Aren't we just mm. where we thought we'd be? Um, so firstly, yeah. I want everyone, if you're watching this now on YouTube, drop your answer to this question in the comments because I really want to want to hear everyone's thoughts and, and tweet at us your, your um, thoughts on this question too or Instagram anywhere, messages. Very keen on this one. But Lockie, what are your mm. thoughts? Because I guess you're kind of alluding to this
0: yeah, for sure. No, it's a great question, and it, I think about this every week because I think I've said since the start of the season that if we can just get into the finals and play a final, I, I just have this personal belief that that would do so much for us as a club yep. and uh, uh, the the twenty two out there and supporter base and all of that. So I, I actually think if I mean I don't want to go, you know. Is, I'm not normally negative mm. doom and gloom, but I think it would be a, a, a disaster if we do yes. miss the eight because of where the expectations have been. And I think, like, I think the playing group would have honestly felt like they're basically there. It, it certainly felt like that these last couple of weeks. Um, mm. I think these guys, like Cripper, get that man onto the final stage, get him to experience it, and then then we hit the preseason and then we mm. run it back for next year yeah. where it's like, this is where it's actually our chance. And I think if we miss that opportunity, it that it almost feels like it's another, another year to this process yeah. for me. Cause I, I can't see if we finish ninth that we can go all the way next year.
1: I agree. And I think it, it's just so important for the experience. It's another thing I'll, I'll touch on and go into, but I think that when you get in these high-pressure moments, and this was another high-pressure moment of, it was. this is the game you should win. You win this, pretty much guaranteed finals. And we've seen, you know, we've seen, I don't want to mention them too much, but what Colling would have been able to do with the experience they have in their list and the leadership that they have in a lot of their tight games and a lot of things that have been going on for them, they've been able to turn to these guys that have been there, done that, yep. helps draw them over the line, I know Richmond have been pretty poor the last few weeks, but this week you can easily say that the experience helped them run over the top of Brisbane. And we just don't have that. And I think that that's an issue in these kind of moments where you kind of, when the pressure's there, you go back to your experiences and and everything that's inside you, whether it's consciously or subconsciously,
0: Mm. we just don't
1: have that. We've got like maybe two players out there that have even played like finals footy. It's so ridiculous to, try to grow and learn these skills. And so I think that the big difference between missing out on a final and playing one is just that valuable experience of knowing what it's like, because every single game this year that the pressure has been hot, we've struggled in. And I feel like Mm -hmm. we just need that. And it's that monkey off the back because I think we're what eight and two at some stage this season to, to I think in the context of everything, having that many wins starting off so amazingly to miss out on finals from there. Like, what does that do? And I don't want this to be over dramatic, but what does that do for the psyche of the players thinking mm. oh, we've bottled this? And, and obviously yeah. we can still make finals and I don't want to be super doom and gloom because we've got three games to, to fix this. But if that mm. was going to happen, that's surely got to haunt you a little bit. And some players will use it as motivation, but there will be some that when they come back yeah. to this experience next year, they draw back to, well, I bottled it last time and that negativity starts to creep in. And yeah. So I think that it is very important that we make finals just for all the positive reasons that can launch us uh, being a a contender again.
0: Mm. And I do, I do believe that we still will make finals here, but Mm. the the point you just made, it was what I was going to say. Exactly. Right. There's no way to know what Mm. the off season would hold in that situation. And yeah, whether the group comes together and it is like a you know a, a, the firecracker that mm. you know launches us into next season, or something that does haunt, like you said. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm still confident that we're not going to get to that point because I don't think that this loss necessarily defines us yes. and is going to define where we are moving forward. But I think it does show mm-hmm. that, yeah. We, we we sometimes we we get we look at the wins and we look at the ladder and we go we and we think that we're better than we are.
1: Mm. And look, I kind of agree. I don't want I don't want this to be like one game defining our season. As much as I wouldn't want one win defining the year, I don't want one loss to define it either. Because mm-hmm. so much can happen. So much has happened this season, and we've seen a lot better than this. It's it's a horrendous performance. There's no reason we can't turn this around. And I guess dealing with that leadership aspect that I kind of brought up, do you see that as being a bit of an issue when trying to deal with these scenarios, whether it's the in-game pressure, whether it's just dealing with the moment of, okay, finals are here. We're coming up against a poorer opposition. Like, let's face it, Adelaide Mm. aren't a good team. They showed us up, credit to them, but they're not a good team. I think they're bottom four or five on the ladder. Should be demolishing someone like this. Do you think that the lack of experience maybe in these moments is an issue? And if so, I guess, how how do you fix that?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't know how to take it from a leadership angle. I mean, what I wanted to say, and I know we, we'll get into all of this, It's it. these performances don't just happen without so many different factors. Yeah, I agree. There's not, there's not one thing. That that was the reason why we lost this game, and we can have our put our guesses as to what all of those were. But there's more than ten that, that go into that go into this. And I guess at the end of the day, leadership is always going to be one of those things where I felt like Cripps did almost all he could did or all he could do. Mm. I thought while she was fantastic, even with some poor disp- uh, disposal at times. But, that, but then there's lots of other guys that we didn't mm. see strong performances from. So I think the leadership is an aspect there. But so many things we could cover that all just yeah. add together, I think, yeah. to, to be that performance. But what do you
1: think? Yeah, I, I, I definitely wasn't trying to just say, this is the one sole reason no, we no, lost. No. And it just comes down to, we haven't experienced this pressure of trying to make finals. But I do think that... Hmm. Just not have like if you're actually trying to look at this objectively and like we often do in a loss, let's try and yep. solve this and see what is how do we not make sure that this doesn't happen again? And I think that one of them just and it's not an excuse at all. And I, I hope people aren't thinking that I'm using this as an excuse because we we're coming up against one of the youngest teams out yep. there on the weekend. But because like not many players on this list have dealt with these kind of things before, I think that it has to play some sort of role and. Yep. And what's been spoken about before as like that, I mean, the Luke Hodge type um, coming into Brisbane definitely helped propel them forward a little bit. And I don't know if there's anyone like that out there. I don't know what it is because we all kind of hoped that the coach and and having that experience in the coach's box would help us a little bit. I, I don't know if that has really been the case in this scenario. So maybe there does need to be something on field of just one player on the list having done something and, and can, mm-hmm. you can draw on it because when these moments come where you're not playing well and you, and you need to fire up, if you can turn to someone that's been there and done that, and that doesn't necessarily even have to be a premiership. I yep. feel like that's a lot easier, but really apart from Crips, no one else really stood up. I think everyone else had their probably worst game I've ever seen them play for us. And <sighs> I, I genuinely don't know how that can happen. Like I do It has perplexed me since it happened. I think that's what's made me so angry about this game and just so... I don't even know what the the, the word is to describe the emotions that I'm feeling after this game. I've Mm. never seen a performance like this with this squad under Michael Voss where everyone just decided, I'm just not going to show up and have zero intent today.
0: Yeah. Well, shall we go try and rattle through some of the objective things? And that might provide some clarity for both of us? Yeah. Do you you have anything for me, Lockie? The first one that comes to mind, wet weather. What do you think about us in wet weather?
1: Look, we're clearly not good when the conditions are wet, when it's windy, when things aren't going our way. And that's probably the tale of it. When things aren't going our way, we're not good. But what is that? Why can we not play in the wet? Because... Conditions mm. are never going to be perfectly dry and under a nice little roof for you. It's kind no, of comical to sit here and think that we can only play when the conditions are perfect. Like that is disgraceful. That's another reason I feel like I'm so angry mm. and I'm bubbling the more we're talking about this. Just thinking about why we never clean in these conditions. I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I mean, we're not... We, we wouldn't be able to go all the way without being able to do both sets of conditions. But just when yep. I think about this, like if I think about this game and then the season altogether, I can't think of a, a really strong performance that we did in like slippery conditions. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's our like our handball first mentality and like disposing of the, and like controlling the ball, I should mm-hmm. say, um, yep. that gets let down. And so then when you add the pressure that Adelaide provided on top of that, um, it fell apart. And I guess the, the reason I bring it up is I'm just thinking of all these factors that if we had a better way of dealing with them, mm. it, it would become a, a closer and closer game until we've won. So as, I don't know. Like, if, I don't, I'm not even taking it as a cop out thing at this point. It's like going into a game, if I know that it's going to be wet, I, that's already an, uh, just a little win, I feel,
1: for the opposition. So is this a game style issue for you? Because this is a point I kind of have because I've written the note and the question of why does our game style just seem to not hold up under pressure? And this kind of goes Mm. back to when it's wet, like you're not getting that disposal perfectly because I guess the idea of us was to be the strong contested side, have a game plan that holds up in finals because of this. But Mm. there's a lot more pressure in finals than what an Adelaide team are going to give you. And credit to them, their pressure was good, but... A final is going to be a thousand times hotter than that. And like, I just, we constantly fumble. We're not clean. Adelaide, every single time the ball hit the deck, they'll win in those ground balls. We, for some reason, just couldn't do it. And it's happened multiple times this season. And when the pressure's there, what do we do? We overhand ball. We're, We're not sure about our decisions. Like, how many times did you see us, someone's under pressure, handball back to someone under even more pressure, pretty much Mm. being tackled before he gets it, turnovers, poor decision-making, and that's probably just compounded by the conditions. Do you see anything bad about this game style that we have? Because it kind of links to something else I want to talk about, which Mm. is I feel like some criticism has to come to Michael Voss as well this week, someone we maybe haven't spoken about too much this year in a negative light.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no I think all that's very fair. One of the things that did really strike me was um, when the ball hit the ground seemed like we were there 10% of the time coming yeah. away with it. felt like they had 30 players out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and that was everywhere that whether that was when they were going forward at the drop of the ball in our forward mm-hmm. 50 on the wing, game plan, work rate, mm-hmm. all the above.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much like every facet of the game because I don't have the stats because, again, champion data are lovely and don't give the general public everything that the fancy Fox hosts get. Um, But I believe it was something like 30-plus ground ball gets to Adelaide over us. that They were beating us at the Mm -hmm. source. When the ball hit the ground, they were getting it. And like like you mentioned, is that work rate? Is that not wanting it enough? Is that intensity? Like, what is that? Because that seems to Mm. happen... Quite a lot when things aren't going our way, we seem to struggle to really get our just hands on the footy and then just calm things down. And then mm-hmm. as soon as we do, we're turning it over. We seem like we're just flustered. And I don't know what this is. Is this an issue of our game style too handball reliance? We're trying to be this, we win the ball, be cute with the handballs. And mm. I'm just not sure that handballing out of pressure is the perfect idea. But then even when we're trying to kick it under pressure, the turnovers have been horrendous too. Are you seeing this as a... I guess my question out of this is, are you seeing this as a a game plan Michael Voss issue Hmm. or is this on the players maybe not being able to execute properly?
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. My feeling would be the former. Um, Yeah, it feels like the inability to adapt that style throughout the game because it isn't, yeah. I mean, that's the whole, the, the tagline of this season that when, when, when things are just set up well for us, boom, we're going to get the win. And then as soon as things don't go our way a little bit, it seems to kind of implode. Mm. But as you say, uh, if, yeah, I, I would, I don't know. Would you rather us just slam it on the boot we're under pressure or try and look for the out the back to someone who also may be under pressure? Because I, there's nothing that I hate mm. more than seeing a, a quick kick to somebody, the opposition's chest or out on the full, which seemed to happen too often.
1: No, I, look, I agree with you. I feel like there's some happy medium where uh, it's hard because I wasn't at the ground. I wasn't able to see things from the camera angle, but there were multiple times where we sort of got the ball – to the right spot in the ground. You've got it at the half forward enough and mm-hmm. you're going, okay, you're under pressure, forward entry now. Like we've gotten the ball to a decent enough area. And I don't know if it just was the fact that we didn't have the forwards leading, the players weren't there, and that's why yep. they weren't kicking it into the forward line. But this has been a trend all year where we almost go for that extra handball. We're trying to go, look, this isn't is good enough, but it's not perfect. So I'm going to try that one extra handball over the top and just try Mm. and get the best inside 50 entry possible. And that leads to turnovers because we're just overusing the football. And so, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just slamming it on the boot, but when you've got that ball out, stop putting it back into pressure. Get that ball moving. Mm. And I feel like sometimes our decision-making, maybe it's just reverting back to this. Okay, Vossi tells me to handball, so I'm going to handball. And maybe that's the issue. I I genuinely don't know, but you you nailed it on the head with just the, like I've written here in bold on my notes, is just failure to adapt. And that's my big criticism, Mm. I guess, of Vossi because he's arguably been outcoached in most of our losses this season. And the big issue is, like, we've been beaten in every single facet of the game this week for pretty much all four quarters, and at no stage was there. Did it seem like anything changed? Was there a spark? Did we switch something up? We never really were able to wrestle back any kind of control. And that's frustrating. And it goes to the weather conditions. Weather conditions aren't good. Why are we slow, slow to adapt to wet mm-hmm. weather footy and, and all these different things? Why are we so slow to deal with the pressure that Adelaide is bringing at us? Ben Keys is another one that probably needs to get spoken about, being able to kick as many goals as he wants out the back running into goal because no one's on him inside. He's getting burnt. And then we're not being able to use a key component of our game. Like, what are we doing? It's so frustrating. Yeah. And
0: that – and everything you covered then is just, I guess, why I feel there's so much frustration about this game because there's just so many – there was just so many parts that, I guess – Small improvements in a lot of areas would have just been a really different result for me. Because like yeah. they might not make a lot of sense like that, but like the decision making I felt was almost there at times. Yeah. Like it was just like these almost things and the skills that like the like the one extra mm. handball, like you say. Yeah. Or the slight miss kick. And it's just the fact that all of these things came together in this one game. There's yeah. the sauce thing during the week and all the pressure on the club because of that. And then we had, obviously, three players go down injured during the game. Pitt didn't seem like himself. Weeders hasn't seemed like himself yeah. in forever. Harry couldn't do it. It's when you have 50 things all together, that's yeah. how you lose by 30 to a bad team. No, not, like
1: you know, like no one had a good, no one apart from Crips. Had a good game. Every single person was pouring. Mm. this is going to be one of the dumbest questions I think I'll ask today. And I don't want, again, people to think Love it. that I believe that we needed to have this loss or anything like that. But it's just, it's a question for conversation. Now that we've had this loss, mm. and again, it's kind of like the Geelong game where I'm going, well, we need to learn from this. We need to deal with it. Like, do you feel like because we've maybe had these form slumps, we've had the like few issues we haven't got on top of, whether it be that the centre clearances, whether it be the intensity, struggling with the pressure, whatever you want to say has been a consistent negative theme for us this year. Do you think we almost needed this embarrassment to potentially go, okay, well, we've been maybe scraping a couple of wins here. Maybe Mm. we do need to address some of these issues. Or was it just Mm. a reality check of where we are?
0: (laughs) Hmm. Did did any part of you after last week's game sense this coming?
1: No, not one single part of me thought this was coming. Me
0: neither. Me neither. And that's is that overconfidence. Like last week's game was, we thought pretty poor, really. Yeah. Like for a thirty-point win. So maybe, so maybe it's a bit of both of your questions. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it's necessarily going to change in terms of our preparation for yeah. Brisbane personnel game plan wise. Yeah, but it certainly felt like the the first quarter this week felt like the G- GWS game, where it was like mm. hmm, don't, we don't appear particularly
1: intense about yeah. it. Um, hmm. It seemed like there was this sort of not a great phrase, but a lack of engagement into the game itself. Like yeah. they bring the pressure and we're just going that might die down at some stage and then we'll then we'll be able to play. Like we like just that. weren't ready to 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 bite back at it. And that's like that's a little bit worrying for me. And, and I again, I know like we're it's a hard thing trying to break down these games because you almost go too hard into things. And again, we could easily come out next week, beat Brisbane by 10 goals, and then we've forgotten mm. about this game. Of and we we're sort of over analyzing all the negatives, and, and I hate doing that. But I just genuinely, this game was disgraceful on so many levels. Like my my least yeah. favorite part of this game, the missed tackles. That would probably. Oh no! We've we've lost Lockie's microphone at the perfect time. He missed he missed the speech just as well as we missed our tackles on the weekend because. Like, I feel like it's been a, a bit of an issue in like definitely our losses under Teague. I feel like it's been a bit better this season. We've brought a bit more intensity around the contest, we've been this contested side, but the heat came and how could no one lay a tackle? Like, I can understand it happening once or twice when it was like the hundredth one in a row. I don't know how my television didn't end up over my balcony. I was getting so frustrated. I don't want to be that idiot supporter that, you know, goes home early, turns the TV off, but I've never been so Mm. close to just turning the television off out of just pure frustration of I'm not enjoying what I'm watching. So why am I making myself suffer through this? Because those missed tackles and it was summed up and I don't want to Mm. necessarily call these players out because everyone was doing it. It was every single person, but like it was summed up with that Darcy Fogarty goal where Plowen misses the tackle, O'Brien misses the tackle. Both of them just did nothing. It was like going through a bloody mm. paper bag. And then you've got Chera that can't deal with a simple fend off. And then he, he strolls through, snaps a beautiful goal making and just a, a shit foot. He's not a shit football, but he's a subpar footballer. And we've made mm. him look like prime Ablett, prime Dusty, prime insert, superstar of the game. And, like, how many times do we do that? You can add Josh Worrell to the list of almost debutants <laughs> of us making look like bloody superstars. It had all the hallmarks of a, a awful Carlton performance, didn't it?
0: Oh, I uh, yeah, I thought I'd missed, like, who this 250-game bloody <laughs> centre-half back was with here. I was like, gee, how have I missed this guy this season? <laughs> oh, that's why. Sandful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, honestly, though, uh, if it wasn't for that last play, I thought Chera was one of the ones that actually was bringing the tackle heat throughout mm. the game. Yeah, particularly how he was. Oh, there was there was one of the goals that he set up by laying a big tackle, hitting the ground, getting mm. straight back up, laying the next one, and and Motlop kicking it. So he was one of the ones. Yeah, but I'm with you. That that was like the one thing at the ground where I was like, wow, how mm. how is this yeah. happening? <laughs> Seemingly every time where they are just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were all oiled and lathered up. You know how we used to do that in the the old under-15s? You know, (laughs) get nice and slippery, no one can
1: touch you. Maybe they've got something, maybe there's something crooked going on there actually. Do Do you think it was arrogance? Like genuinely going into the game, thinking we're the bigger boys, it's going to be a bit easy. Do you think that everything just comes down to we thought it was just going to happen for us? Or do you not buy into that kind of mentality?
0: I don't want to buy into that. It, when when you watch these games, and like I said before, it felt like that. It felt like we mm. just rocked up expecting to win like we did at Marvel last week. Is that how, is that how these guys would think? I mean, if you think about... <laughs> that would be pretty unbelievable if... Like, if you think about some of these players, like Zach Fisher... We love, we absolutely adore Zach Fisher. Mm. How long has he been at the club? Six or seven years. Not a whole lot of success. You would, you'd think it's pretty hard to believe that he would, that he he'd be rocking up to a game feeling like that because Mm. these are guys that are have been expecting to lose
1: for most of their careers. And I mean, it's only been probably like a year since we conceded 19 goals in a row at the same ground to a beat a different opposition, and and maybe. And maybe that comes back to your point of like, is are we just not developed enough? Because, mm. yeah, maybe it goes back to um, I need to find his name here, Jeff Ward's kind of point of, yep, we're coming from such a far way back where we can see that this group has never won anything, not mm-hmm. conceded 19 goals in a row last year. Are we expecting yep. too much, thinking that? we can just come in and, and play finals and, and everything can be perfect enough. Um, Or because of what we've mm-hmm. done, the hard work in this first half of the season, should we be expecting us to now be at this better level? Because it kind of goes back to like the, for me, mm-hmm. like the shifting of the goalposts and why it's a failure if we miss finals is because of yeah. the position we put ourselves in. It's not like we're currently in, you know, a Richmond's point where they struggled a bit early, getting a bit of run now. If you do that and miss finals, you can cop it. You be where we are, where we haven't dropped out of the eight. I'm pretty sure we haven't dropped past seventh once mm. this season. So to no. do it now would just be heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. No, well, you make a great point. That's exactly why I kind of led off with that earlier about the pre and post-buy mm. because we adjusted the coal posts because of our record, um, which, was fair, which was fair at the time. Um, but yeah, I just keep going back to... Mm doesn't take that mark against Hawthorne Port get get another win on and and one more suddenly we had a, a losing uh, a, an even record at the buy and maybe something like this wouldn't have been as shocking even though we would yeah. still be just as angry um mm. to, to what your, your your point earlier about like Vossi and and what he's kind of instilled in the group still no debate that we're better than last year right oh yes big time and I guess that was our <laughs> that was our hope. Was, was that we were going to see development this year, and we were going to be a better team? Um, yeah, and it, it's hard. Like, and you make the other great point. I know I'm just re- rebutting, no, yeah, your, going at what you say, but anything could happen next week and the mm. week after. And the crazy thing about footy is that these games are sometimes just these isolated boxes. Yeah. And even though there's themes. And there's all this stuff that we can look at. It can all be out the door so quickly, mm. and yeah, th- that's why we we love doing this and breaking down the games together and bringing some sense to it all. But at the end of the day, sometimes, like I said, everything just goes wrong, and then the next week, all those things just kind of seem to fix themselves, and we just don't mm. have answers for it.
1: Yeah, it's so tough. Like, yeah, everything went bad this week, and I almost wanted to talk about this at the start, because it's... I can't believe we've gone, like, 40 minutes talking about this game that I didn't think we'd be able to talk about it for, for five mm. minutes. And there's clearly probably two stories that I really wanted to get into because maybe it's a bit more fun in some aspect. But let's go into to the first one, and that is talking about the thing that we've kind of touched on this whole episode, the big theme, and that is finals, and how do we get yep. there? Now, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because... Look, if we're looking at what needs to happen, I believe I've somewhat crunched the numbers like many with the predictor. (laughs) I love the predictor. I think pretty much every single person living, and maybe this is going to come back to haunt me, pretty much said St. Kilda, not in the conversation. Throw Mm -hmm. them away with the, the draw they have coming up. Yep. But then you've obviously got Richmond and the Doggies and us sort of vying for two of those positions. And if we basically now have to win at least one game and we have to hope that one of Richmond or the Western Bulldogs at least lose one of their games, if they win all three and we win our one, we don't make finals. So mm-hmm. how are you feeling about finals in general now, Lucky? <laughs> are, you, are you confident? Do you think that we can do it? Laying out down the numbers we got three games to turn it around.
0: Yeah, I'm confident. Um, it might be hard to believe after the 45 minutes that everybody's just listened to. But like I was saying, I, I really think that a lot of what we saw on the weekend is going to be isolated. I think we'll be able to beat Collingwood in the last round. And I do think we're going to come mm-hmm. away with one of these other ones. And that, that's, that's how we felt. When we looked at this period a few uh, a little while back, we we're like, you know, we want to, mm. we need to get, we need to knock off some of these top teams, yeah. And we think that we still can do that. Um, and and the weekend didn't change that for me, so I'm still feeling good, mm. but it's just frustrating that now it's even an equation. And I thought I'd be bloody yeah. de- deleting the ladder predictor <laughs> from my uh, browser.
1: It's back. Uh, no, it's it's an interesting one because. I don't think I'm I'm confident. I'm probably looking at it a different way. And my mm-hmm. I'm not saying we of course we can make it. We could win the next 3, finish top 4. Like who who genuinely yeah. knows what could happen. The team might go, oh what have we done? We've been, been a bit lazy. Let's fix it. Who knows? But
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of my point of view is regardless of whether I think we can or not if we can't beat let's just say for this instance, one of Brisbane, Melbourne, Collingwood, Mm -hmm. which would be zero wins from our last four games in the season. Like, frankly, we don't deserve to be in finals. That's not good enough. You need to be at the pointy end of the season, winning games of football. And if you can't win any of your last four games, you just don't deserve to make finals. Like, naming a team that does and... Further onto that, talking about these top eight teams, I actually went through this and I went through the top eight at the moment. I didn't add on Richmond and the Doggies, even though I think that both of those are in that contention. So I just looked at the top eight as it stands now. Mm -hmm. And how many wins has every opposition in that top eight had against other top eight sides? So going through them in alphabetical order is Brisbane has won three Collingwood 4, 3 5 Geelong 4, Melbourne 3, St. Kilda 3, Sydney 4. So the bottom, the least wins anyone's had is three. Brisbane, Melbourne, St. Kilda have all had three wins against top eight sides. We've only had two currently. Now, I get it. We haven't played all of them. We haven't played mm-hmm. Brisbane. We haven't played Melbourne. And we have a chance to rectify Collingwood as well, but currently we've only beaten Sydney and Frio. Mm-hmm. Probably not good enough, and I get it can... It, maybe this point switches if you throw in a Doggies and Richmond, because we both beat those guys, but currently as it stands, two out of seven isn't finals worthy.
0: Hmm. I'm not sure where I stand on that. I think... I think the difference between Finishing first and finishing eighth is enormous. You'd agree mm. with that, yes. Uh, a team finishing around eighth or ninth, you, you're not really contending for the flag, and that's where that's I think right. that we are. And that's where I think that we are. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that if we make the finals right now on twelve wins, that we didn't deserve it, because we still got those twelve wins on the board, and that's how it works for me. Uh, And we and we can disagree on that. Do like, obviously, that would be like I said, that's Mm. uh, it's a terrible outcome if that happens. But I still think that if we are one of the top eight teams on wins, we deserve to be there. And I'm not gonna, Mm. I'm not gonna be going into the first week of finals if that happens. Going, we don't deserve to be here. I still think that we do. But but still, at no point in this season have Mm. I really deep down felt like we're gonna compete with the with the teams at the top and and yeah. that didn't change this weekend i felt like that a week ago
1: yeah i totally get where you're, where you're going with that i think i'm more thinking in like the context of where we are and what the teams around us are doing with three games to go in mm-hmm. us going on the potential of us going zero and four to finish the season yep. with every other team that would have been in finals Having a lot like having more than two wins against the teams above them, that's not good enough, and that's not good enough to make finals. And I guess that's where I'm sitting with this. In Mm. it's in our hands, it's no longer the we can cop a couple of losses, it's okay. It's in our hands. Mm. We win games of football, we make finals. It's possible, of course, it is totally, but if we don't, then got no one else to blame but yourself because, yeah, as I mentioned, I just think. You don't win any of your last four games. You're just not good enough, and that's uh, mm-hmm. just that's it.
0: Totally. I mean, it's yeah. If if that is what plays out, we're definitely gonna be feeling a lot different about mm. this team than we did <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, a week ago at the buy. Like that would that would feel like an implosion. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, outside of the eight, looking at it, we obviously lost to the Suns and the Crows. So, it's, it's those two losses that abide in us. And Richmond, if and you if- want to throw them oh, in there. But I agree. Yeah, they're, no, I agree. No, you're they're, right.
1: they're more or less not in that conversation of like the ones you should be winning.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're spot on. I forgot about them. So Even if you just say that we knocked off Gold Coast, which was just an annoying game, and this one that we should have won. Injuries
1: as well. Which, I mean, we had in this game. I don't want to use that as an excuse because clearly we were bad before and after. It didn't change. It's another game we had injuries and for whatever, weren't able to adjust if you want to throw that back in there.
0: yeah. Yeah, just I right guess that that, that that that's I guess the comment that just rounds out my thing about not competing with those top teams that if we'd if we'd won this game which we absolutely should have and that yes. Gold Coast one which just got away yeah, we'd currently be sitting mm. third and we'd be like, well, these three games don't matter. Mm. Um it's so hard. It's all it's all sliding doors. Mm.
1: Yeah. I I guess I keep I keep almost trying to get to another topic stop talking about the game and, and more little questions come into my head which is why this mm. podcast is going for so long okay. um we obviously it's the pressure again the, the and i'm talking like physical pressure tackling pressure pressure yeah. on the ball carrier probably another week where i feel like the same kind of players keep getting found out in this pressure to some degree and i don't hate naming them because i there's other good parts of some of these players' games and Mm -hmm. it's not an isolated issue because everyone was so bad. But, like, you you throw in your O'Briens, your Plowmans, your Setterfields, these kind of players, the the bottom six or so that it seems like when these pressure games happen, their games drop. Is that a bit of a concern for you personnel-wise? I know I Hmm. tried not to make too much of it when he said it, but every time we have some of these performances... It makes me wonder it's a little bit into Michael Voss's psyche, where he, he mentioned a few weeks ago saying that like we're still in a list build phase. And you hmm. can take that one way where you just go, oh, obviously he's saying we're not a polished finished article. We've still got little bits to go. Or is there more to it than him just thinking that a lot of these players aren't up to where we need to be?
0: Hmm. Like
1: has has these. The, the building of this pressure on these players and the continual them letting us down change your perception of any of these players? Wow, that's
0: a really good question. Yeah, I mean, so should we are we talking about those specific guys?
1: You can go into as many specifics as you want because, yeah, I,
0: I think it yeah. maybe it's just. Um, if we think about Plowman, everyone wants to talk about him. Yeah, pretty. I think it's pretty simple that we what we all agree on, Plowman can do some really good things at times. He can make, do the biggest stuff ups in history. No one thinks he is best 22 in our healthy team. Full yes, stop. I agree. So if we were healthy, he wouldn't be playing. Um, Then uh, like obviously Setters has had to work his way back into this team. And it's only really kind of injuries that allowed him to get in. And then Lob is a guy that a lot of people think, a lot of people have said he's our most improved player this year. Mm. Um and we never and we always knew that that toughness wasn't going to be his number one thing and that he's an outside yeah. guy. So that's what comes to mind with those three guys where yeah, I mean, throughout the season we've been questioning are any are any of them in our our best
1: best yeah.
0: team? You can uh, yeah, you could argue mm-hmm. very strongly that all three of them aren't. And if we were fully healthy right now, that would be three outs. So not sure if that's what Voss is insinuating mm. with those kind of things, but would uh, I feel like you would you'd agree that those three, you know, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm getting at. Like it's th- those three guys aren't, yeah, they are, who who yeah. knows
1: if they're going to be future players or not. Mm. It, it's such an interesting one. I think that it's so hard in your field, He's such an interesting player. He started the season pretty decently. You're like, oh, yeah. maybe he's found this new role. We're getting a bit more development maybe out of him. And then slowly but surely, you you get the old set of field where he just doesn't seem up to it. Drops down to the twos, gets some form again, comes in as one of his best games against GWS. You try not to go too high with his performance. You, you want to... Mm. Talk about it like we did last week and highlight it because I like getting around these players when they do have a good performance. Then flip side on the next week as awful performance, he was nowhere near it. And I get this kind of game, particularly when we're under that pressure, we weren't able to move the ball to the areas that we wanted to, which is on the outside and the wingers were going to have poorer games and i uh, Probably more for center field. I just felt that he just wasn't existent. At least lob was in areas. We maybe didn't use him a few times when we should have. Yeah, he turned the ball mm-hmm. over, and that's not good enough. There's still some question marks on O'Brien whether he is perfect and whether he's going to be in that team. Like you mentioned, I think he's definitely ahead of anyone else we really have on that wing.
0: Exactly. It's, just,
1: it's the center field again. Probably not, maybe up to it. Plowman look he did well defensively if i'm going to say anything i think he played on McAdam for most of the game Oops. didn't have a goal nah. who normally kills us normally plays pretty well so you've got to give i guess some credit to him there but it's again his deficiencies and, and this kind of like the, uh, as a sort of whole holistic view of the list and and the team currently looking to play mm-hmm. finals you probably can't have a player like him in those high pressure moments because Probably more often or not, he makes those mistakes. Positioning isn't right. thought Nick Newman, before he went off with the injury, wasn't good with his positioning on multiple times. He got burnt. Sard was bad when he was made to defend with Ben Keys on him. It was just so many just, and I'm not saying Sard's a bad player, that he's going to get dropped or anything, but, mm. yeah, it was such an interesting performance. And, yeah, it makes me wonder about a couple of our bottom performers and whether that... They are going to last because when Mm -hmm. that pressure comes, which it's going to, they just seem to not be able to handle it.
0: Well, I I feel like we've answered the hypothetical well there because for a team that isn't sitting on top of the ladder, things are going to have to improve for us Mm. to be able to win a premiership. And that's either the current players in the team get better, the players that are not playing... Either injured or in the twos get better Mm. or we bring in other players, draft or otherwise. So it it kind of goes without saying almost that it's like, yeah, when when even when things are going well, there's improvements to be made and you can ask those Mm. questions. Um, it's just a shame, I guess, that some of those guys like I don't know what it is about Ploughman that makes (laughs) because the there was a hundred errors in this game. But his four or five just seem to just send shockwaves around the entire stadium. I don't know what it is about the poor guy, but when he when he fumbles or or
1: (laughs) turns over a handball, it multiplies out more than anything. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Um, Look, man, we've we've gone for a long time, and I'm I'm keen to keep this going. Um, But let's change tact. I. When we finished the game, I didn't want to have votes. I didn't think no. there was enough people that deserved it, um, so I didn't ask the votes for you guys. But for the sake of our the integrity of the Navy Blue Corner MVP medal, <laughs> that uh, you know, if anyone wants to sponsor that, uh, I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got you.
0: dollar signs <laughs> rolling through your eyes. This episode, I it love is, it. It is. You're, you're it a commercial is man.
1: For, <laughs> it is up for grabs. If anyone wants it, uh, we will sell uh. our soul. <laughs> um, but we will give our votes. Um, and if you do have your votes and you do want to let us know again, drop in the YouTube comments, tweet at us, send us a DM, whatever you'd like. Honestly, we do appreciate it. I just thought most people wouldn't want to give their votes, so I thought we should nah. skip it. who would you give you three, two, one, two? Because really, I thought that. I almost just wanted to give the, the, the five uh-huh. votes straight to one person.
0: Yeah, you would have got a lot a lot of Darcy Fogarty three and that
1: kind I'm of thing. Also cool six, bars, I can't so. count, apparently. Um, that is six votes.
0: <sighs> Gimme Crips three, Walks two, and I know you touched on him for the tackle earlier, but I wanted to give Chera the one. And if I had yeah. to give four, it would have been McGovern, apart from his uh that kind of costly oh. turnover oh. that he oh, had. Mistake. One mistake. I thought he's intercepting, and and he was starting to. It took a step forward to being that old, the old Gov. You know that old Gov from those two <laughs> games and preseason game at the start of this season. So I'd give him uh, the 0. 0.5 if I yeah. could, but unfortunately not.
1: They've burnt him. So no vote for you, okay. Gov. According to Lockie, um, I've obviously gone the three to Cripps. Thought he was by far really the only one that can come off that ground and hold his head high. Forty-one disposals. We needed a leader in that game, and he was doing it. Just too bad no one else wanted to pick up the slack. Interestingly, the man you gave your two votes to, Sam Walsh, had 40 touches. Didn't feel like a 40-touch Sam Walsh game. For nah. me, he's missed out in my votes. I just thought he his disposal wasn't great. Uh, I think he had it like wasn't. six or so clangers. Like Doherty had eight. Like, what is going on with these guys? Like, clangers, not just turnovers. Clangers. He's just... Yeah. Horrendous. I've given my two to Gov. I thought, really, apart from that one mistake, he was serviceable, did some nice things. I thought he did his role well enough. That one assist in particular was, was absolutely was beautiful ball? to Cottrell. And speaking of that man, I've given him one. He would it's maybe say. Yeah, I thought it was pretty easy to give the three. The two, I thought McGovern was really the only other person deserving of votes. It was so hard to give the one, but I've given it to Cottrell simply because, and I understand he didn't show up for pretty much two and a half quarters, even three quarters. Then when the game was there to try and be one, he was like the only one doing anything. Got got a couple of chances for some hard running. Took both of them. I said last week, and I touched all the wood possible, (laughs) that he doesn't miss important goals. I tell you what, I was shitting it, thinking in the back of my head, I've mozzed him here, I've mozzed him. Uh, but he didn't let me down. So I've given him the one just for that. Uh, but yeah. If you've got, if you got votes, you want to let us know, drop them in the comments. Um, we need to tally up our votes. And I think I said it a few weeks ago, but I'll make sure I get it done this week. The end of the Brisbane game, we'll be letting you know the tally, who is where in our votes and who can potentially win this medal. But let's jump into some fan questions. We've got a bunch. I did a couple of posts on Twitter, oh boy. a couple on Instagram. So good luck finding all of those, Lockie. I've made it a bit of a hard task. You might need about seven different devices to search them up. Um, yeah. but hopefully, you can get a couple for us.
0: Absolutely. We may not get to as many today as we normally do because, Jay, we've, we've loved the sound of our own voices for this first hour. But we Very haven't off-brand. touched on this. I oh, know it is off-brand. And that's why we have a podcast. We haven't touched on this uh, at all yet. To, from David Madden here, uh, did dropping JSOS send the players the wrong message? Mm. Well, and I'm gonna, I, I want to, yeah. I'm gonna mirror yeah. that with with this question here from Mark DT. Does Voss need to show a set and drop Mackay?
1: So I reckon we address those two things together. Yeah, that. That was probably the one thing I hadn't touched on that I was definitely going to, which I was just going to ask you. Thoughts on the big story during the week of the omission of Jack Silvani. And I mean, it's it's very interesting. It, my opinion at the time when the t- teams came out was I don't really care. And that might seem mm-hmm. very strange because I know a lot of people had very strong opinions, but mine, mine was very much... And, and a lot of mates all giving their opinions and some asking me because they liked mine for some whatever reason. But mine was simply, yeah, I just don't don't care. If Vossi thinks that's right, then that's right. They know more than me. And maybe that's a dumb point of view to have, but I expected them to have a good plan. And, and when he was talking about the height issue in that forward line and trying to address certain things, I didn't necessarily think that Sauce had been amazing, and when you're looking for his role as that half forward, which has been a position we've maybe struggled with, if you're saying that Deconing is the ruck relief, and having to be that other tall forward, and then you're wanting the other, others, other forward to be that pressure guy, who do you have? Do you have always, mm-hmm. Durden, Motlop, Sylvani? You can only pick three. Like, who do you have out of that? And yeah. you know, Durden's been decent. Motlop's been really good with his pressure. I think always we we had talked about him enough before this game saying how much we'd missed his tackle pressure. It's hard to get that balance right. So I was kind of buying into it and saying, okay, well, I want to see what this is like. Soss hasn't maybe put his hand up enough and done enough around the ground in the last few weeks. So just see how it goes. And then obviously it happens. Pitnet's no good. Deconing looked awful just being that statue in the forward line. He looked like the Deconing at the start of the year when he was playing that role. And, you know, we're all generals after the battle. That You can easily say Soss should have played instead, but I don't know. I I was happy to back in the coaches on that one.
0: Oh, mate. We think alike, don't we?
1: Look at us being aligned again. Who would have thought... thought,
0: uh... I thought shows like this, people were supposed to, you know, come from different sides of things and just argue over everything. The one, the one part that gets me in all this, though, why do you think, and maybe, and maybe you kind of covered it then, why did Voss, or not Voss, I shouldn't say Voss, why yeah. did the club say omitted for JSONS instead of managed, knowing that, he, he he's appeared a little bit beaten up, knowing the like they obviously knew the outrage that was gonna come from this. They didn't you know you know what I'm saying? They didn't yeah that they, they didn't do this going, oh like no one's gonna bat an eyelid. They knew that the 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 supporter base was gonna be outraged. Why do you think they didn't choose to to say honey and Silvani both managed?
1: Maybe this isn't answering your question directly, but if if the match selection committee are going, gee, we can't drop sauce. We can't say omitted because a couple of people might get a little angry. They should be fired immediately is my mm-hmm. opinion. You shouldn't be worrying about what I'm having to say as far as your team selection goes and what you go mm. out to say. And if you're going to have him the sub, then he's not managed. So if he's dropped and Vossi comes out and says, been dropped for it's nothing in his game we're just trying to get that team balance and did they maybe get it right did we go too tall maybe but everything went wrong that game so i think for Mm. people immediately to go it's because we didn't play sauce well sauce came on and was it much better like he played fine but was the outcome much better with that mix like i don't think so and that kind of Mm -hmm. for me goes back to the i didn't think it was a horrendous call and i still don't and I also don't subscribe to you've gotten rid of the heart of the soul of the team. You've sent this message to the players. Again, and I heard Pommy say this on the fan cams, and I just mm. 100% agree, where he's, I think he said basically, if any player sees the news of their teammate Silvani dropped and goes, "Oh well, there's the heart and soul of the team. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to show up today in protest like genuinely delist you right now because that's Mm -hmm. not the right mentality. You shouldn't give two shits if old mate gets dropped. You got a role to do and you shouldn't be too worried about that. And so I guess that's just my thing. I don't think he sent a message saying heart and soul. I think he said, Mm -hmm. obviously, and again, like we we talk about this all the time with team changes. There's clearly things that he maybe wasn't doing. That we're yes. not privy to, whether it was running right, patterns, call. whether it was the defensive things, because Sauce has been fine. But have you, have you, and I get it; his role slightly changes. But have you seen the same like forward pressure intensity, beautiful lead-up play when he's been playing at half forward? No, no, no way. So does he deserve to stay over a TDK that's been playing quite good? That they maybe go, well, he, he maybe. Adds a bit more marking into that forward line. Mm-hmm. He's a better ruck. That's probably what we're after. Winning it back at the source, which has been an issue. So I just, I, I understood yeah. the outrage because we all love Sauce. We all think he's mm-hmm. probably best twenty-two. If I was to write your yeah. mind, he's definitely in there. Mm-hmm. But I just thought the outrage was a little, a little silly. Maybe.
0: Yeah. No, oh, I'm so glad that you you said all that. I, I wanted us to go into it a little bit because there was just so much commentary of it over the over that period and there's still going to be um, yeah. depending on when we see the team this week. Um, and I just completely agree with every point you made there. And the, the one thing I'd just kind of add, which you kind of touched on, um, you know, this idea that, yeah, like TDK can be that forward. Like we, we believe that he's got it in him. We're not going to know these things unless we try them. Mm. So... The other option, like like you were saying, take a small forward out, like don't bring Owey's back or whatever. Cool, I'm sure they thought of that option. Mm. They decided not to do it. Could have played Pitt another a third week in the VFL. They would have thought of that option. They decided that this option was better. Mm. Like it's it's not like it's not like they were just at the table and went, hmm, yeah. I think I think it's Silva, like Silvani. He could be the one that comes out. Like whatever. Like they looked at all of these bloody options that they could have done, pros and cons, and this was the way to go. And he might be back next week, and he might be the sub again, and he might not even be in the team. Mm. I bet uh, I still am going to have faith in the decision making.
1: Yeah. And again, that selection was not the reason we lost that game lack of hunger, tackle pressure, not being able to deal with Adelaide's pressure, all of that was much more of an issue than maybe us being slightly too tall. Or maybe not being too tall with so- with sauce in there. It, it's an interesting one, but yeah, I mean everyone, everyone's in and everyone's entitled to have a different opinion than me because there's so many out there that, that do believe that that sauce should be in that team, and, and I guess I kind of agree with that too. But I just I'm starting to have these opinions with Carlton in particular, where I just it's not worth my energy if they think that's that. I'm going to back it in. They have enough runs on the board so far for me.
0: Love it, mate. So, you're dropping Harry?
1: <laughs> no chance am I dropping Harry. It's like the one good thing we have. I get his form maybe hasn't been <clears throat> amazing, but I have seen that. I- I've seen that floated about. But why would you give up like the one point of difference that you have, which is uh, the reigning Coleman medalist, human Kerno, in your forward line? The chance to kick 12 plus on an opposition between two players. You keep that every day of the week. I don't care if he's having a bit of a slump. Who's the, Who else? Who are you, you going to play instead of Harry? You want Silvani <laughs> to be the lead up forward? Jesus Christ. You're kidding me, aren't you?
0: Murkov Ian. Think outside the <laughs> box, mate. Come on.
1: Get going back down there.
0: Let's jump onto the gram. Um, go on here from Nicholas Agius. Um, A few guys we've talked about, but you know, Uh, I feel like it's worth looking at it from this take. Are Plowman, Sylvani and Setterfield all being played out of position?
1: Oh, I don't think so. From Nicholas. I don't think so. I'd say O'Brien. Sorry. It was O'Brien, Setterfield, Plowman,
0: Plowman, Sylvani,
1: Setterfield. I mean, Sylvani kind of when he was like Rockwell leaf, I think is that high half forward that leads up connects the play. Um, Cedarfield, I mean, I don't know what he is. I don't know. No, me neither. Hasn't shown, he hasn't shown me enough to be that gun inside mid. The opportunities on the outside, he's been okay. We need depth there. Plowman, yeah, I think he's just a back pocket. He is what he is. What about you? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I agree with you. I uh, I don't have anything to add to that one. Thanks for the question, Nick. Uh, back onto Twitter. As always, so many questions about changes. So I reckon we could start to look we can, to next we can week. Segue 100 percent And because we love a segue on this show. Um try and bring the energy back up a bit. I need to, I'm gonna put some pep <laughs> into my step. Let me have a drink real quick.
1: No, we like that. We all we've right. got to get because again, we I want to stress this is not enough. As much as we're all doom and gloom as we should be after a horrendous performance, mm-hmm. got three games to turn this around. And it is so possible it's not funny. Let's not let one game de- de- define our season.
0: Love it, mate. Oh, I'm feeling a big Ian pep talk at the end, which I always <laughs> love. Uh, so that's good. All right, so let me get into a couple of these ones here. Eric, who do we think comes in for those injuries that you mentioned? Kennedy, mm. Dirds, and Newman. Um, and then the other one I'll mention is the great Paul Barbazza. Um, he said, "We saw yesterday the lions' second half were overrun by a smaller tigers' mm. outfit. Lions way too tall, and then lists all out our talls. Is that going to be um, a problem going forward for our side with not enough run? So I guess that that's mm. going to beg that kind of big question, yeah. which everyone's going to want to look into with with the talls.
1: How how do you feel where we're lining up next week? God. It is as we've kind of touched on, like it, it's so hard to know what the balance is." Because, like, I've seen some people, and it's kind of a question I'd love to pose for you that some have said, Mm. Well, Marchbank has to come into this side. And I'm like, Well, can you play Weedering, Young, McGovern, Marchbank? Like, that's (sighs) too many for me down back. Plus, you've then got what Pitt, TDK, Harry, and Charlie. Is that the Brisbane problem that Paul's obviously talking about? And so you take Marchbank out of the equation, and then you're going, Well, Like, what's the trade off and what's better? And I think this is kind of what Voss is talking about because it's either you get a better ruck in TDK. Let's just say, and I know Pitonet didn't have the best game. Yeah. But he's our number one ruck, and I'm locking him in regardless. I think he'll be better off next week. He was clearly dominating the two, so he was good enough to go for whatever reason, struggled like many. But locking Pit in. So you're either getting TDK is a better ruck. And a tall option down forward that maybe disrupts our two talls, but again, mm-hmm. you're getting the better ruck and the target. Or you're getting a lesser ruck in J Sos, but you're getting maybe a shorter forward line, bit more dynamic sort of part to it. I don't know what's better. Brisbane, no. if they're taller, is it better to go small? I, I genuinely don't know. I feel I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, well said. Do you go all of them? Because you've obviously got now dirt and out. The only other replacement is a Honey who hasn't been great. You'd probably say you'd rather j sauce. Do you go too tall and match it? Like it's it's so hard to get the balance with the players that we currently have. I feel like that's my issue. And, and you look at the the Newman injury. Well, Stocker would have come straight back in, but he got concussed in the twos from a dirty tackle too. Really drove him into the ground. Um who comes in there? Like it's 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 really mm-hmm. tough. I would have loved to for a Williams to come in, for a boy to come in. for <sighs> both of those two in the line to get a coffee at the at the at the uh, at the two. So that was nice to see that those two are still kicking about. Um, but yeah, like what is your kind of perfect setup between? If you had to choose between Dakoning and, and J-Sos, <laughs> let's say. Okay, if you could choose two out of Dakoning. J-Sauce and Honey, because I think those are the three kind of lining up for those three spots. Two spots. Who are you choosing?
0: I uh, like, like I said in the the game commentary, with with so many things going wrong, I don't want us to look at specific points and saying that doesn't work. Yeah, and that's what I want to say about these rucks. I don't not want us to be writing off Pit and TDK. Based on this weekend, because yeah. everything went wrong and it didn't look like a great decision, nothing went
1: right. Yeah
0: Having said that, I would probably say honey would be the one to miss out of those three. yeah, so I'm, I am I would be, yeah, rolling with sauce mm. back into the side and and giving that a go because we saw it very early on in the season, and everyone's saying that's when we were winning, so it must work. I'm like, let's go back to it and try it again for yeah. me. I'm not looking at this and going, wow, TDK couldn't take contest contested mark inside 50. Nobody wearing navy could do anything on the weekend. So I'm not writing him off.
1: Yeah. Now, I like trying to hopefully use this as a bit of an outlier. Um, it's It's tough because like you said, it was a bit perplexing. Was just being like, nah, it doesn't work when... And this was the fans' criticism, going, mm. well, it looked pretty bloody good round one and round two when we were beating yeah. Richmond and Dockies. Um, yeah. We used it for, I'm pretty sure, a few more games after that as well. So, mm. yeah, it's interesting. Do you think that there's a concern of not having enough run and, and beating the big height of Brisbane? Because they're obviously going... They're two key defenders. They'll have the three tall forwards in, in Hipwood, Danaher, McStay, and it looks like they're going two rucks as well at the moment. They're going quite tall. Do you yeah. think that playing those two gives you enough run? Like, should we be trying to exploit it like a Richmond?
0: <laughs> the The hard part for this, for me, is that when I think about this run, like, are the guys that were expecting to bring that run bringing it anyway? And maybe you disagree with no, me. No, that's a good point. With a that. Good point. But it's like, I, I keep... I, I I keep coming back to the the small forwards who we we love, but I, every week I, I walk away going, are they doing enough in there? Mm. Like, are they are they doing the the things that someone who is supposed to be yeah. fast in the forward line does? And because the answer is no, and I'm also not going to be replacing them with other small forwards that are playing mm. in the twos, there isn't any, oh except for yeah. Honey, but he's been in. It's got to try the tools for me.
1: And I think on that point, we've been talking about how this midfield and and we've been struggling in this midfield dominance and us two had both come to the conclusion that clearly it's maybe a pit issue and not having that dominant Ruckman in there. Yep. If we're then sacrificing the Ruck again for a smaller run, then we're just not winning the ball in the first place. If they've got these two Ruckmen plus who knows what else, is SOS going to be able to deal with that as the as the ruck relief? I think I'd rather go taller and see what happens because hmm. I don't want the alternative, I think. But I mean, let us know in the comments what is that forward mix like? Because it's a tough one. It, there's no nailed-on correct answer. Because I don't think the clubs still are a hundred percent on anything either.
0: Yeah, that's it. And and like you say, it was it was working. Well, I mean, working enough for them to not change it until there was an injury early. Mm. Yeah. So, in I guess in a perfect world, and this is the thing, it's still Vossi's first season. In a perfect world, we get to this stage of the season and the coaches know the side back to front and how every yeah. kind of con- like connection and lineup would work. But they, will look, they were at the, probably at the selection table being like, we don't know how this is going to play out because it's been... Two and a half months since we've seen yeah. it. We and unfortunately we have to try some things. And maybe yeah. we're gonna see the team on, on Thursday night and be like, okay, wow, they're trying something new again.
1: Yeah. And I guess I, I don't wanna keep harping on the JSOS being omitted, but is there would you say that his performance coming in on as the sub is probably his best performance in the past month or so? Is that too bullish oh, to maybe. say? Maybe, mate. Uh, because like I kind of want to have the yeah. fact of like, did he need a little bit of a kick up the ass to go, mate? Your oh. spot's not permanent here, and he's going to be better for it. Like, I again, I don't think that getting yeah. omitted is such a harsh thing. I I feel like they're going to know how to manage these people the best and know that that's going to be the best thing JSOS needs to keep going. And he, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd yeah. add that on. No, I agree with you. I agree with you.
0: Do you so, have any
1: other fan questions before we get into a bit chatting a bit more about Brisbane? Because we've gone this long. We may as well keep going. Let's go, Brizzy. <laughs> Give me the okay. Lions. So, look, they're coming off a loss to Richmond where they led by 42 points. Good. That was, of course, at the MCG where I don't know the last time they won at the MCG. It's been <laughs> a bit of a hoodoo for them like Adelaide Oval for us. We're playing them over there, which means it's going to be a little bit more difficult. They're coming off a bit of a loss, so they're going to be, in the historical sense (laughs) that we kind of say, they're going to be fired up. On the rebound. But on the flip side, you surely have to expect some sort of response from us. Brisbane would surely be shitting themselves. I have a couple of Brisbane mates that I've been chatting to just about footy in general over the past few months, and a lot of them have been saying that they don't expect to win against Carlton. They think Carlton will beat them because they don't think that their defense can handle our two tall forwards. And they think our midfields are very similar. Now, Brisbane supporters are thinking that they're going to be shitting themselves going, fuck, why do we have to get Carlton off the back of their worst performance of the year? Because Mm -hmm. we had all the missed tackles. We had no tackles ourselves. The pressure was bad. The coaching group are going to be hounding them. The playing group are going to be up and about. Surely after that going, we can't be worse. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot. Here we go. But I'm genuinely seeing a bit more positivity going into this week, thinking that we're a bit more of a chance than maybe I did the week before. Because like their defense has been highlighted in the media quite a bit as a bit of big weakness. Richmond sort of tore them apart with repeated entries they seem to struggle a little bit when the pressure comes with repeated forward entries. And I guess if we can win it at the source, get the ball in there enough, their defenders will not be able to handle our two full, our two tall forwards. And so, I mean, it's going to be an interesting contest.
0: I knew the optimistic pep talk was going to come. (laughs) That's wrapped me right up.
1: That's (laughs) why
0: I'm confident. Yeah, no, I definitely think we can win. I'm not, I'm not taking anything from this game as a reason that we won't Mm. win. Um, look, Brisbane are a great team and it's, you know, we're certainly not going in as, as favorites. Um, Maybe that's a good thing. And our form hasn't
1: warranted that either.
0: Of course, of course not. And, and, and to your point earlier, like if, if we felt like we were going into these games expecting to win, there's no chance that we're going into this one expecting to win. So maybe if you believe in that kind of thing, then maybe it is the kick that we need to get
1: back on track. Mm yeah uh guess what kind of changes are you making oh boy because we've got some we've got some issues we've got Newman with his knee I wouldn't expect him to come back he obviously gets the studs in there opened up quite a lot hard area of the body to heal nice and quickly because you're constantly bending those things I tell you what that's my yeah. uh, doctor um you always say that too yeah exactly I'm pretty well versed in the medical field as you would all know and speaking of that you've then got You're Durden with his shoulder, um, so he probably will miss as well. And then you've got Kennedy with that concussion late, Mm. which didn't look good. As soon as you see that sort of arm go up, it's never pretty, and it was a bit upsetting too because I thought he was one of the better midfielders that kept applying himself all day and and trying his hardest. So who's coming in for all three of those? And then are you (laughs) making any changes on top of that?
0: And then who are the six fellas that you're dropping?
1: (laughs) Who's
0: healthy nowadays? Who is healthy nowadays? It seems like if you had to put your money on it, is Hewitt going to be ready?
1: I am low-key worried about Hewitt. Low-key worried. It seems like I don't want to get my tinfoil hat on again. If you keep reading the the, uh, reports, the injury reports, it's very reminiscent of every player that ends up being out for like six months where they're going... Oh, we'll just, we'll see how he is next week and we'll, uh, we'll double check him then. And then all of a sudden he's got like he, his foot's actually been amputated or whatever and he's gone for a year. Oh, I'm very, I don't know what's going on with Hewitt. I think it's his back, um, that is the issue potentially. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not confident that he'll be back.
0: Dow for Kennedy, Kemp for. Newman, and do you then think that's too bring, tall? And then bring Sauce back into the team for yep.
1: dirds. Yeah, it's tough. Is it too I tall was... potentially. Yeah, look, I was, I was at, <laughs> Williamstown. I tell you what, beautiful, picturesque ground. Oh, I've never been too. down there before. Tell good us, good lord, it. is that place incredibly cold with that sea breeze. I had to sit in the car for 15 minutes after that game just to warm my hands up so I could feel them again. Uh, And it wasn't a good showing. You'd kind of hope you have a bad performance in the ones. There's plenty of players that are, are busting to burst into the ones. And I tell you what, gee, there was no one. They lost to Williamstown who had won about two games before that. It was very reminiscent of the Carlton game where midfield was nowhere to be seen, got outclassed by a weaker opposition, couldn't play the conditions. Mate, Williamstown is not a hard ground to play. Breeze goes to one end of the Mm -hmm. ground, on one, literally, the wing. What do you want to do to create play? Probably not kick it long down the wing where the breeze is blowing towards. (laughs) So what do we do the whole game? So what do we do the whole game? Uh, short kick, long down the line. Short kick, long down the line. And it was just, it was awful. But who Give played us a, well? Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on on the the listed players.
1: I th- Kemp was probably our, our best. Played down back for most of the game. Was pretty good um, late in the game last quarter. Deployed as a forward because we had the breeze and it was just like, get the tall timber down there and see if we can do something. I thought he was mm. probably one of the most composed throughout the game. Marked well, definitely was decent along the ground. Was using his bit more running capacity a little bit better. Definitely our best. Um, does he come straight in? I would almost maybe weirdly go Nunes if he where, wherever that man is. If he's fit, your man. I feel like I feel like he works better as a small. I'm wary of going too tall down there. But I mean, if Nunes isn't ready to go, it's probably just gonna be camp out of. Sheer numbers. Um, but he was the only one that really put his hand up for me. Obviously, Stocker gets concussed, was playing pretty well before then, would have been the perfect Newman replacement. Fogarty had 30 disposals. Thought he was pretty shit, though. Like, I don't right. want to be too harsh, but I oh, felt like there was a lot of turnovers. He just... He was fine. He feels like a fine VFL player, but for me, just didn't do enough. Didn't really impact with those 30 disposals to really warrant a recall. Um yeah. Martin played at 16 disposals in a goal. The goal was late. I felt like it was Jack Martin of he's disappeared for three quarters of the game. Oh, there he is. And that's all you get from him. Played as that high half forward pinch hit in the midfield. Didn't have the impact. I would have loved for a Jack Martin trying to burst back into this team. Wouldn't surprise me if they just selected him because they know what you kind of can get from Mm. him in that half forward. But again, didn't do enough. Um, the one everyone wants to talk about, Dow. I tried just to pretty much watch him whenever he was on the ground. 22 disposals. I think he got a goal. I didn't see it. I yeah. wanted to so badly. I want to buy into the Paddy Dow hype. I just thought he lacked the physical presence. He had four tackles, but like they weren't great tackles. And maybe that's too harsh, yeah. but like it was like balls on the ground lays the tackle. Like that was kind of what I was getting from a Paddy Dow. Didn't think his clearance work was there that everyone's been talking about being these burst from stoppage. We need to fix our center clearances. Here comes Paddy Dow. I didn't see it. And I I thought that Paddy Dow wasn't on show and our midfield got outclassed in that game. So I can't really go, yeah, he was perfect. But if Hewitt doesn't get up, he just simply has to come in because we don't have anyone else. And I I wish him luck. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean the only other player I thought that was good. I mean Marchbank was like fine, but didn't really do a lot. The only other person was really Jack Carroll, mm. who look he's nowhere near the finished article. I'm not asking for him to get recalled into this game. It wasn't the most polished performance, but he showed enough glimpses that I was like, okay, we've definitely got a player developing nicely, and. In that last quarter, I remember I got in. I didn't really get into the huddle. I was outside the <laughs> huddle at three quarter time. I wasn't in the middle revving gray. up the boys like I wanted to. Um, and I remember hearing Patty Dow in particular. And I did like this from him. Like the first thing as they all get into the huddle, Patty Dow's like, We're going to bloody win this, boys. And like they were down by like 10 goals. And he's going, We're winning this. And I loved that. So I was hoping to see him spur the boys on. Instead, it was Jack Carroll that I found was that little spark. He was doing his traditional spin move out of out of congestion, <laughs> trying to get things going. Yeah, when I thought Dow was going to step up, I thought Jack Carroll was doing a little bit more in those big moments. So that's my little VFL wrap. Um, love that. So yeah, I think, look, if Hewitt's not good, Dow comes in just because we have no one else. I'd probably have Nunes in, which I don't love. Got no halfbacks for some reason. We had about thirty before the start of the season. Now we got none. Um, and then yeah, mm. Silvani for Durden, just because I don't think Honey yeah. is in the form.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you, you certainly echoed my thoughts around Dow. The couple of games that I the VFL games that I've been to this season, where the numbers don't tell the full story, unfortunately. Mm. But I agree. It, it, well, <laughs> I think when yeah, you know, I guess it was when Hewitt went out, we're like, well, there's no better time than now for him to come in. And he still didn't come in. And now if Kennedy's yeah. gonna miss as well. I mean Gee. Bring in Fogan. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna take every one of our midfielders going down for him to come in. So I think he will, but yeah.
1: Look, it's not mm. Well not excellent. is there. Is there anyone else that you would want to see make way? Because there was obviously a lot of poor performers. Is there anyone that you go on top of those injuries or are you just more, which is how I am, so I'm going to kind of answer it for you, which I love to do normally. Oh, I love it. Like we just, everyone else is gone. So the replacements I would have had for them have to come in anyway. Yeah, this is just that we were,
0: yeah. We we spoke about this, uh, about the players. Like if you... If you want to drop one of these guys, you got to bring someone back in, mm. and odds are that the the coaching group sees them as a, le- a lower player in the hierarchy right now yeah. because they're not playing. So mm. you, you can go crazy, and maybe they will go crazy, and they'll like like. So you wouldn't drop Plowman, for instance,
1: and, and bring, I no and to bring in. I, I just think it's too tall. I don't think it's the same role. Like that's the issue. No, they're we not, were not the fully same healthy role. right now. Like. Yeah, I'd take Stocker, I'd take Boydie, just for like a bit of maybe standards and trying to keep that up. I know totally. people on online have been saying that. And maybe same with like a setterfield field or, or an O'Brien maybe, like those kind of things. But who comes in? Yeah. And, and the only other name, and this is, a, this is a little bit of left field, but there's a certain player that hasn't played any twos because he's he's been suspended. But his suspension is over. That's Will Hayes. Oh. He is eligible to play. Wow. I understand he had a very poor showing against Geelong. Has not had any form to come back in. Do you think he's any chance to be recalled <laughs> into this team? <sighs> no. Nah. Yeah. I'm shaking my
0: head. Yeah.
1: I e- even with I those don't think so either. There.
0: Yeah. How would they select him over even Nunes?
1: Surely, yeah. I think just, it's just I think it's just the yeah. fact that yeah, because he, he hasn't played, he hasn't
0: got to get back in the twos.
1: Yeah, his last performance wasn't good, so how can you have standards and say he comes back in? But it was just a, a name that I thought no, of I like it. was someone I like on the someone. list that was actually not injured for once but yeah, I mean, let us know in the comments your team changes because it's a tough one this week and I know some are wanting to completely wield the axe, which I think I would have done if there weren't this many injuries, but yeah. I don't know. i watched the twos and I wanted so many players to just show me what just we're coming up to finals. The VFL team's coming up to finals. They're probably not going to make finals now. It's very reminiscent of the firsts where everything just turned to shit on that Saturday. I don't know what happened, but none of them really stood up and showed me that because so many of them are like an injury away from coming in and all went, no, I'm not going to put my hand which was a bit disappointing. Um, We've been going for a while. Is there anything else you would love to, to touch on about the Adelaide game, about what you want to see this week? Any Just just anything, really, you want to say on the pod.
0: There's one thing I want to say, mate, to end off this one. We're going to bloody win on the weekend.
1: And I can't wait for next week's pod. 100%. Look, I, I know that every Carlton supporter will be cheering on Frio and Port Adelaide this week. <laughs> And we, because we need it, we need it for the uh, for the ladder to make things a little bit easier. But even then, it's in our hands. And like I said, we can't go on and four and expect finals. Let's go yep. up to Brisbane. Let's show them that they're no good. Like that. Like I mean, forty two points up and they lost. We can, we can beat this mob. And, and why not now? Will we bouncing back from a, an awful showing that we have discussed in length? So surely the boys will hear this and they'll have to fire up. But look, that is going to be the end of this one. We are very excited for the last three rounds. Let's get up and about. Let's cheer the boys on. See you guys next time.